And now, a brand new episode of the Script to Screen News Hour here on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM with hosts Alan Mahana and Hod Solo. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Script to Screen News Hour here on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM. I'm your host, Alan Mahana, and joining me, as always, is the solo to my Chewbacca, Had Solo. Hi, Alan. How are you? I'm good. It's Script to Screen News Hour, so... <laughs> yes, uh, it is. Can't be complaining. Can't be complaining. Uh, today's episode is a special episode that we're yes. doing. Um, we've literally... Uh, uh, decided to dedicate it to the Lebanese filmmaker Nadine Lebake uh, due to the fact that her most recent film uh, has been released in Lebanese cinemas this week, Kafarnaum. Yeah. Um, so we decided to give her this amazing episode uh, uh, to talk with her about the film, to talk with her about what it's like being a, a Lebanese filmmaker, the journey that she took on uh, uh, to, to uh, uh, produce this film, um, and uh, yeah, yeah. Th- there, there's a lot of pride in today's episodes. There is absolutely. Episode. Um, Lebanon has so many issues going on right now, politically and economically, and so on. And there are few things we can look up to, uh, and that make us hopeful. And I think uh, Nadine Labake is, is is one of those things, that person who can do that, who can elevate. Lebanese cinema on on the map, put it on the map worldwide for for everyone to enjoy, for everyone to watch. And I couldn't be happier to have such an episode dedicated to such an artist, a phenomenal artist who's Lebanese. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's it's amazing. And and though the film does not elevate itself thematically uh, uh, or or, uh, in its ambience or or the truth that it's trying to say, though the film itself does not elevate... the conversation will and uh, uh, being able to like you said dedicate an entire episode to a Lebanese filmmaker um, uh, is is a special thing it's yep. a very special thing so let's not waste too much time here let's jump into the movie of the week which does happen to be uh, Nadine Labake's yep. Kafarnaum which we were able to see um, earlier this week uh, during the Lebanese Film Festival which yes. was a huge success as well fantastic um, festival a great great fun amazing uh, uh, filmmakers, Lebanese, whether it be uh, Lebanese locally or internationally, yep. uh, just a great, again, a great celebration of Le- Lebanese cinema. So we were able to see the film and have a Q&A with Nadine after she she gave a Q&A after yeah, the was, film. she was present. Yeah. Um, I was lucky enough to be able to see the film twice. Yes. It was uh, the Lebanese Film Festival and then previously during the press screening. Um, so what do you think? What do I think? <laughs> let's uh, I let's think, start. Let's yeah. start like digging deep into uh, this movie because d- there's, you can do so much with it. You can. I think we can spend a couple of hours talking <laughs> about this. Movie. Unfortunately, we don't have uh, that time, but it deserves. It deserves to be seen. I think everyone should, by default, go watch this film because it's going to hit you emotionally. It's going to hit you mentally. It's it. 
it's going to make you think about a lot of things and it doesn't necessarily have to apply just to Lebanon. It can apply to anywhere around the world. Now, Technically, the movie is very well made, if, if we want to cover yeah. that part. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. great yeah. directing, a very good editing. Um, there's something I wanted to say in my review, which we talked about and I wasn't <laughs> able to tackle, it, which, <laughs> was, which was uh, the music by Khaled Mzanna, oh, which is very... Man, Which is this so man, subtle. This and man so, scores. He, fantastic, really. It, it was very subtle. It was very nicely done. And he, he, he knew when not to put music mm-hmm. and to emphasize on the scenes. And the actors, these these non-professional actors who actually come from that background, from from poor families, from uh, uh, Zayn, the, the the star of the film, is a Syrian refugee. Mm-hmm. What a performance! Oh man, what you, man. You, you'd be saying this kid has been acting for like years, yeah, but it's, yeah. it's not. It's his first experience, and that's the thing. I don't think he yeah. was acting, and that's no. that's kind of something yeah, that exactly. I picked up on, and and. Uh, uh, you know, he was just there. Mm-hmm. Um, he was present in every scene, in every frame, in every moment uh, via his character arc. I mean, yep. this kid delivered on all counts, delivered on all counts. Yep. Um, um, one of the things, um, you know, one of the things that that uh, uh, struck with me the most is that how Kafanaum is really an, an, an allegory mm-hmm. about um, the abusive current state of affairs in Lebanon in and of mm-hmm. itself. Although the story is about this 12-year-old kid who yeah. is essentially suing his parents for even bringing him into this world. True. Um, in a lot of ways, I almost feel like the film is actually talking about how Lebanese people in general feel towards uh, uh, the government per mm-hmm. se and how we feel somewhat abandoned. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there is this kind of interesting parallel. Um, I also love the fact that the film did not shy away from its darkness. Yes. It, it, yes. it showed us the painful truth. It sticks to um, it. And it does so in, in a very aggressive mm-hmm. way. I almost feel like, um, you know, in, in my review, I wrote that, uh, um, you know, it, it, it is it you can really see Nadine's anger in this movie. You can see the aggressive rage enraged way she's looking at this kind of situation. Um, Although she's looking at it in Lebanon, again, this is a global problem, Um, you know, with with the refugee crisis and, and, you know, even outside of the refugee crisis, just, you know, countries where children do tend to be um, abandoned or or neglected. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of you know this is this is a very um, angry look at this at this situation. Yeah, and and what I also really enjoyed or or like not enjoyed, but what I noticed in the movie specifically is. Without giving too much away, uh, Zayn is mistreated by his parents mm-hmm. and lives mm-hmm. in total desperation. And at one point, he has to take care of himself. Yeah. And then you start wondering, is he slowly starting to become like them? Yeah. He, he keeps on yeah. fighting and fighting. But yeah. then there's a point where does the system force you? To, to to become like these parents. And that was and a very interesting e- parallel. And the father essentially echoes this in yes. the court scene. He kind of says, yeah. this is what 
the world made yeah, me. Yeah, this is it. You know, this, this is what the world made yeah. me. I didn't choose to do this. I didn't choose to become this. This is what the world made me. Um, it's very interesting. I also think we should give a huge uh, uh, um, kind of uh, applause or, or mm. you know, a tilt of the head or a tilt of the hat to the cinematographer of the film, yes. Christopher Owen, yes. who is Lebanese. He studied outside of Lebanon. Um, Christopher Owen, or if anybody who's listening knows him, uh, we would love to have him on the show just yeah. to talk about his career. Um, the level of realism that he uses, you know, that he gives us with his camera work, the hand held nature. It's very documentary though. It mm. is not a documentary. Um, I love this, this, um, push and pull of bringing us close to the action and then taking us completely mm -hmm. far away. It almost, uh, in my review, I kind of wrote that it, it is kind of, um, it's a, it's a parallel to how we kind of sometimes want to be ignorant to the truth. Yeah. You, you move yourself away, you distance yourself away. And I love how Christopher does this with his camera, mm. um, which again goes to show how much of a team effort this entire movie was. Everybody, it seems like everybody behind the scenes was in sync um, from the music to the acting, to the direction, to the camera work, yep. to the edit. Um, just brilliant, brilliant movie on, on all counts. It is rather long. Some people are saying that, but it didn't bother me. It, I mean, again, I saw it twice. It didn't bother me mm -hmm. the second time. So, and I'm glad that you saw it the first time and it, the length didn't bother no, you. No, no, it, um, it was, Did proper. you feel at any point where you're like, okay, can we end the scene? Did you have this? No, no, because especially after the movie with the Q and A where someone asked Nadine, uh, or she was specifically answering about letting uh, Zayn do what yeah. he wants to do yeah. and going with that and yeah. maybe building on that. And it, it it works, and mm -hmm. I, it, it didn't bother me. The the, the scene where Zen is running away for uh, where his sister is being taken away, and he runs after her. Uh, that was sort of improvised. They just let him run yeah, and, yeah. and go with it. So yeah. so why not? If it serves the movie, look, you can watch a movie that's thirty minutes and feel that it's seven hours long right. because it's so right. boring, and you can right. watch a three hour movie and feel that it passes by in fifteen minutes really quickly. So that kind of happened with me in Cafe at Home, and it, it was. It was an emotional roller coaster ride. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we take tissues with you people. Take Kleenex. Take yes, toilet yes, paper. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> wipe your tears because it's a it's a it's a very uh, emotional movie. And and I want us just. A special special shout out to uh, the the lady, the Ethiopian lady who plays Rahil in the movie. Yeah, tickets. she also does a amazing, fantastic job. Amazing job. Ama and, amazing. And, job. and the little baby Jonas is just Jonas. Jonas is just Jonas is, is adorable. a highlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. adorable. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's a really the film is a really nice balance between yeah. you, you got some humorous, humorful, humor. Filled. Mm. I can't figure out the wording, um, but you got those lighthearted moments, and then you've got the, the the agony and the pain, and it's this complete push and pull again. It's yeah. this push and pull between the happy moments and the darker moments. And thankfully, the film's ending makes the entire journey worthwhile. Mm. A fantastic ending. Um, I gave the film a four point five over uh, five. I uh, gave it a nine out of ten. A nine out of ten. Again, on the same but, page. But for, for people just listening, it's not like. Nadine's previous movies it's not like Caramel no 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 not it's, at all it's not, not all. in that yeah, point. Yeah, if you're yeah. going to expect that like a very happy kind of no it's not there's a lot of misery there's a lot of uh, it is a tough tough movie. hard it's movie tough to watch movie. So, but go watch but it but yeah definitely go watch it and spread the word so 
I'm very, very excited right now. I am. I think this is the first time I've ever been starstruck. <laughs> oh, me too. <laughs> that makes two of us. Um, and and the, the the funny part is, is that who we're getting starstruck over isn't even with us in the studio. But it's crazy having the opportunity to talk about yeah. to talk to someone of this caliber, yeah. of this talent, of this grace. Um, is, is there even any more words that we can use to describe? Let, let me open my thesaurus one second and look at <laughs> amazing words. Yeah, uh, amazing fantastic. filmmakers, really. amazing storytellers. Um, it's been, it's been, let's see, uh, we've been witnessing her rise for the past decade. Absolutely. Um, with, with great films that have graciously put Lebanon on the map. True, very um, true. Beautiful stories, beautiful I, yeah, characters. Yeah. Not only is she a filmmaker, though, she's also an actress. Yes. So, I mean, you know, and now recently a mom. So yeah. she's essentially the perfect she, trinity. She does it all. She does it all. Yeah. So, okay, we're, we're done introducing her, complimenting her. So why don't we have her join us now? Yeah. Please help us welcome the amazing... The fantastic... Nadine Lavaquet. Yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm so humble, Johnny. I'm 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 turning red. <laughs> Thank you so much for every word. Um, Thank you for your yeah, film. When, yeah. you use, when you use the word starstruck, it's uh, uh, starstruck. I, I think uh, I, I feel like you're talking about someone else. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> I, I mean, listen, the, the U.S. has the likes of Ava DuVernay and Patty Jenkins, and we have yeah. Nadine Labaki, yeah. so it's, it's... We're blessed to have Nadine Labaki. Exactly, Labaki. exactly. Thank you so much. Thank you. And, and Thank we you. can't wait to see where, where your, your future films and stories lead as well. I mean, it's, it's crazy. So you're, you're here today um, after having won an award at Cannes, the jury prize at Cannes, with yes. this... Uh, this this film that uh, I'm, I'm trying to say uh, as little as possible, but uh, Kafar Naum is is just it's it's stellar, it's so wow. beyond stellar. It's um, it's it's a film that that is that is so real, uh, so grounded in in, a, in an ugly truth. I think that we try to ignore and we try to pretend that's not, that it's not there, um, and you were able to force us to see it in, in, a, in a very, very um, beautiful way. Mm. So can, can we talk about your journey to coming to this film? Like how, um, how it came to be? I, I think like everyone else, I'm, you know, I'm not the only one concerned with everything that's happening in the region and more specifically in the country. Uh, I think that the way the world is uh, is going is not really uh, the most uh, uh, ideal. And I think I'm not mm -hmm. the only one concerned. Danny, that what's happening around us, what's happening with the, all these um, uh, uh, communities that are completely excluded from the system, uh, whether it's children or their parents or migrant workers or... Uh, refugees or, you know, all, all these communities that are now uh, completely marginalized and that are almost inv invisible uh, because, you know, most of them don't have papers even that prove that they exist. So they, they don't have to the right to anything, you know, no right to education, no right to uh, even being hospitalized if uh, something happens to them, uh, no right to work, no right to travel. 
they just end up being hanging, you know, on the margins of our uh, lives and our societies and end up being completely invisible. And I'm not the only one, I think, concerned about this problem. The only difference is maybe I tried to, you know, this time to to turn my anger into something maybe more positive, feeling that uh, I, I, I don't want to be just frustrated about what's happening. I don't want to be just frustrated when I see a child uh, that is, uh, you know, three to uh, four years old, uh, spending his days on the streets, under the sun, under the rain, uh, begging for money. Um, I just decided that I was going to uh, somehow live up to the responsibility that I have towards them because I'm also part of the the reason. Uh, and I just want to try to understand why. Why did we end up uh, accepting and allowing this injustice toward these kids, toward these communities. Where, where, how, how come, how come, you know, the human kind has uh, accepted this, this site that is becoming a site that is uh, part of our daily life. It's, it's, uh, so I just wanted to know more. And what happened to these kids? When I turn around and he turns around and he disappears around the corner, where does he go? Who is he? Uh, how does he feel uh, towards us? What is his um, what's his point of view on all you know all what's happening to him? So I, I decided to become sort of become his voice uh, as much as I can. Yeah, I was, I was I just can. I was just going to say it's it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful gift that storytellers get. And, and as someone who is an aspiring uh, screenwriter, um, this idea of understanding and giving a voice to those who don't have a voice, it's always been something that I've uh, it's been part of who how I write. So it's it's amazing to hear someone who of of your professional caliber say the same thing. So I'm like, okay, good. So I'm thinking the right way, um, and, and and doing with my stories what I can. And and it's very it's a very interesting thing how we storytellers try to put ourselves in the other's shoes, you know, and and try to understand. And I like that you use the word understand what they're going through, what they're feeling, what they're even saying to, to, certain de to a certain degree. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that was the, that was the initial uh, um, start of this whole adventure, uh, wanting to know more. So we, we, started, uh, we started doing some research. I mean, I, I, we spent the last four years uh, doing research. Yeah, because it's, it's been research. a long journey with this film. Yes, it's been a long journey. It started, I think, in 2014. I'm wow. not exactly Oof. sure, but uh, it started, yes, the whole, yeah, the, 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 the um, it, it was, you know, the writing process was in parallel with all the research. So every time we would go somewhere, learn things, know things, see certain situations, we would come back and integrate them in the story. So I wanted the story to be, a, I didn't want to feel like I was intervening as a filmmaker in these stories. I didn't want to feel like these stories are fantasized. Uh, and I just wanted to be as close to the reality as possible because it's, for me, it's the only way 
to convey the real message, to convey the truth, was to to be able to just reflect uh, what what's happening in real life as much as I can. Of course, there's there's a fiction that is written, and there's a story, of course, and there's a climax and all that, but. Uh, and there's a sort of a small fantasized uh, portion of it, you know, with this with this uh, court and this complaint that this case. right, right. Because in real life, you can't really file a complaint against your parents because your parents are your guardians. Yeah. And in real life, you cannot. Uh, when you're a minor, you have to have a guardian to be able to file a complaint, and the whole system does not allow it. So this is the only fantasy in the film. This is the only thing that is a bit symbolized. But the rest right. is really something... It is very grounded in reality. detail is very yeah. Yeah, grounded in reality and inspired by everything these kids told us. And, and most of the time when I used to come to the point where I would ask them at the end of the conversation, are you happy to be alive? Uh, 99% of these kids tell you, no, I'm not happy to be here. I don't want mm. to belong in your world. I don't know why I'm punished. I don't know why I don't eat when I'm hungry. I don't know why I have to be, you know, abused, raped, uh, why I have to hear those words. Why? Why? It's the, the, the why is something, and they, they ask you this question with so much anger and because they don't understand why they didn't ask to be here. They have the yeah. feeling that they're paying for something that they didn't do. They're being punished for, for something. And these kids never, they didn't even ask to exist. Yeah. So all this, this, this was, was really the inspiration to, to have these kids go into court and say out loud, why did you bring me to this world? If you're not going to give me my, 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 my most, uh, you know, my smallest Need, basic yeah. rights and needs. I mean, it's, so it's a, it all started like this. It's a powerful scene. The court scene is definitely a powerful scene. Hmm. My, my question to you, Nadine, is I want to go back a few months back to, to Cannes. Uh, the importance of winning that prize, of reaching more people with the, the things you've been talking to us about now, the, the importance of getting the message out there for people to, to, to see how these children uh, suffer. And I think it's not just a story which I would assume applies in Lebanon, but would apply anywhere in the world. Exactly. It's something that is happening in every big city in the world. This is a problem that is no more just a Lebanese problem. You know, with, yeah. the, with the refugee crisis around the world uh, and this, uh, you know, the economical crisis around the world, you can see this anywhere. You can see this in L.A. You can see this in France. You can see this uh, mm -hmm. in, in London. You can see in, in, in every big city of the world. This is not just specifically Lebanese. It's the future of humanity. And we, and we have to be aware of the immensity of the problem. It's mm -hmm. not... Uh, the, the What you see in the film is even... Uh, is I mean, the reality is much, much harsher than what you see in the film. And the, the pe people are already feeling it's too shocking, it's too much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But reality is harsher than what you see. The, 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 the problem, you know, the... The neglect and the suffering that that these people and these kids go through is not is is 
in the film, it's nothing to compare to what it really is. Yeah. We saw it's impossible, you know, it's even sometimes impossible to describe. Uh, those kids have lost their completely their humanity, their childhood, everything. That you see, kids that don't have any more expression in their eyes. They've been through so much abuse and so much neglect. Uh, some of them, you know, don't even play. They don't play. They don't cry. They don't laugh. They don't talk. They're just numb. Numb. We've 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 taken everything we've taken their humanity so it's uh, and it's not uh, one case or two cases it's thousands of cases of children that are going through this they're, you know some children are not even you know they're, they're, they're born they die nobody knows because of course they're not declared so nobody knows they even exist and nobody knows the hardship they go through nobody knows the abuse they go through so they 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 die from neglect. They die from mm. abuse. They die because nobody was at home when he jumped out the window or when he tripped on I don't know what and he fell from the rooftop or when he fell on the stairs or when he got electrocuted or when he put fire, uh, his house on fire or... No, these stories are not, uh, you know, this, it's not a movie. This yeah. is happening yeah. every day. Every day it's happening by the hundreds and we don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody mm. knows because they don't exist. Yeah. So the, the the problem is huge and and I don't know if, if we're aware that these kids are gonna become adults one day. And yeah. what's gonna happen? And this to is and this angry. is where the danger lies, I think. Uh this is where the danger lies, is that they're gonna grow up and these are these kids are gonna grow up numb without any childhood uh, experience as a child, you know, that they're being asked to grow up, I think, way too fast. Uh, let me let me ask you a, another question from a filmmaker's perspective. So um, you, you, you've been known to work with, the, the, to have non-actors really uh, as part of your cast. Um, so my first, the first question is, how is it, how is that experience as a filmmaker working with non-actors? Because it is very, you know, Italian neorealist uh, to mm. have non-actors uh, be, be your leading cast. That's the first question. And the second being, how has motherhood changed you as a filmmaker? Um, working with non-actors is the most rewarding thing for me. I, I'm not. I'm not saying it. I'm not against actors at all. On the contrary, but in my method, in the way I like to work, um, I know I find there's so much challenge in in just um, uh, you know trying to. I have a. I have a small problem with the word acting. When in my in the way I work is. I'm just asking them to be. I'm not asking them to act. I'm just asking them to be who they are in this certain situation, to bring their life, their perspective, their experience, their suffering, their whatever, their own story. Each one comes with, with his own story and, and, and puts everything in, in the film. So it's not... Because maybe, I don't know, I want to believe in what I'm saying. I want to believe in my story. I don't want to feel like I'm intervening as a filmmaker or as a writer mm -hmm. in what you see. I don't want to feel like I'm 
I'm sort of um, forcing your perspective lying, on the yes, audience. Yeah. Yes, okay. Okay. Or, or forcing my perspective. I, I just need to believe in what I'm doing. And this is the way for me. That's why uh, it was very, very important for me that I choose people from life that have a similar experience. It, it doesn't have to be exactly the same, but it's a similar experience in the way they, that, that they understand it. They understand what they're saying. They mm -hmm. understand why they're doing a certain scene and who they are in it. It's not becoming somebody else to play the part. It's really being that person. Um, I have a huge smile on my face hearing you say this right now. It's not even <laughs> funny. It's like I am like on cloud nine hearing the way you're describing this. It's so great. Uh, and the second question about motherhood, I think motherhood um, uh, gave me the maturity to understand uh, maybe uh, things more or children more. It's not because I'm a mother that I am drawn to the subject. I don't. I don't think so. I think... I think anyone, even even uh, people who don't have children, can can uh, are as much I think moved by by mm -hmm. by by these themes or these situations. It's, I don't think it's the fact that I'm a mother, but the fact that I'm a mother gave me the maturity because there's so much also parallelism between my own life also and with what's happening in the film. The fact that. I, I, at the same time, my daughter was the same age that Jonas is in the film. I was breastfeeding my baby as she was breastfeeding her baby. You know, the the the, the all the all the you know knowing that subject so well and so deeply gives you uh, gives you the capacity to tell it very truthfully. It's because. Also, it was it is something I am also going through. So it gives you the maturity, and it also uh, definitely gives you a different perspective on life. You see things differently. You start looking at at the world differently. You somehow want the world to be a better place for your children. Yeah, that that so sense this, of idealism, I think, yes, is and this is anger comes from this also because you can't help but compare. When you see a child that is almost the same, the same age as your own child, you cannot help but being completely, you know, helpless and hopeless, yeah, and, yeah. and you don't know where to start, and you don't know how to help, and you don't know because you identify. I mean, you you, you see your kids in in those kids, you see your own kids, and you start comparing. So it's For sure. uh, it's only normal, I yeah. think, that you become more. Um, uh, I don't know, you have a different perspective on things. Yeah. Mm. Well, well, last year we had The Insult, which was the first Lebanese uh, movie to be nominated uh, for an Oscar. And this year we have your movie uh, that, that won the, the Prix du Jury. Uh, how, how do you see Lebanese cinema evolving, developing? What's, what's your, your take on that? I think it's developing at a very, very fast pace. And I think we started, uh, you know, a few years ago, we were doing our first steps and, you know, we trip and we, you can't really walk, you can't walk or run very quickly. And, but now I'm, we I'm were doing the Bambi dance on ice. Yes. That's what we were doing. <laughs> exactly. I think now Bambi is dancing Yane, on ice. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's really, I mean, I'm, I'm very, very, happy with what's happening and I'm sure it's gonna it's it's only the start and people are more drawn 
to Lebanese cinema, more interested. They know that there are good films coming from this part of the world and there are more and more uh, filmmakers that really... And the fact that we have things to say, that is very, very important because of everything that the country is going through. Uh, I think every film that a filmmaker does is really something that they're doing like it's a war like they're doing mm-hmm. it with everything they they have and it's a different completely different mm. approach to films it's not just a film like we feel like every film we're doing is uh, is like we're, our, our, our it's a piece of us yeah it's, it's a huge it's a piece, piece of, of us, us. <laughs> and it's our lives in on, on the line almost it's like you're you're going to war uh so it's 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 a different uh, and people feel it and it's a, it's mm-hmm. a different intention it's a different essence it's not like we can do a film every day and you're just course. doing a film because we don't we don't have the studio system here mm-hmm. so it's literally yeah. every breath that we take has to be dedicated to making the exactly. film every penny exactly. that we make has exactly. to be dedicated to and this this is something that people feel a viewer feels it's something that is beyond like our secret code, people feel it. And this is something I've always felt with, with my own movies. Uh, 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 in spite of the fact that, okay, the quality of the film might not be the best, or I'm not saying it's a, it's a masterpiece, and I'm sure uh, everybody, I mean, we all know there's millions of flaws in, in all the films, and I'm, but there's something beyond the film, the quality of the film that reaches people, and it's really how this film was done, mm-hmm. and and it, it and people feel it without really saying anything. It's a, it's a special connection. It's a secret connection, special bond mm-hmm. uh, that you 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 make with your audience, and they really feel your intention. And I think in because spite of the quality, of yeah, the film. I, I think it's also because of the fact that we're so limited in our resources. The film becomes literally becomes something that is a personal stake for us, yes. which the audience ends up feeling. Exactly. Um, so where what's the path for Kafarnaum now? It's going to be released later on in France and then in the States. And so then it, it, it will have a release in the States? Yes, uh, 14th of December. That is, wow, look at that. This is nice. smart marketing. Like December, <laughs> Christmas time, yeah. go watch Christmas this movie. <laughs> you know, like this, yeah. watch this movie and get in touch with your humanity for a change. I hope, I hope. And um, then uh, in November, it's going to be in France. And then later, you know, uh, all the other countries will follow after the States, I think. This is so it's, great news. Yeah. This is such mm. great news. Yeah, I'm very happy, yeah. So, so Nadine, we have this thing at Script to Screen where me and Alan, at the end of each show, recommend a movie or a soundtrack or a series to our uh, listeners. So what would you recommend to the screeners that are out there? Uh, now? It can what be old, it? it can be new. Yeah, it can be any, 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 any time period, any, you know, uh, so it, it's not limited. Uh, apart from our, my own film. <laughs> apart from, yes, apart we'll, from We'll probably be recommending that ourselves. <laughs> yes, I should be recommending that, right? <laughs> Uh, something that is out there in Lebanon or not specifically in Lebanon? No, no, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be in the movies at, at the moment. It could have been an older film. It could be a recent film. A, a film mm. that you think somebody, someone will enjoy mm. if you were Let to recommend think. a movie. Let me think now. Um... I I have to think about it. There's nothing on the top of my mind now. Uh, 
I'm a big fan of Iranian, uh, the, you know, okay. the Iranian okay. uh, school of filmmaking. So I would recommend a good Iranian film, but which one? Mm, probably, I don't know, probably Separation, maybe. Yeah. Separation okay. is a great film. Great. Fantastic. That's Fantastic. Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Nadine, I want to thank you so, thank so you. much for giving us, I know your busy schedule, I know it's like, chaos for you right now um but i want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us on the show um i think you gave us some beautiful insights not just into kafanaum but as your craft as a filmmaker and a storyteller so uh thank you so much thank you thank you so much for your you know support and your encouragement uh it all helps you know because uh, you know we feel very fragile at at at, at at this stage when the film is starting to be seen by the public and it doesn't, uh, it's not your, yours anymore in a way. And yeah. I, I think when, when I have uh, reactions like this, it gives me wings, really. So oh, thank you. Thank oh, you. well, thank you again. Um, and everyone, Kafar Naum is being, is screening now in Lebanese cinemas. Yep. You can go check it out, which you should. Um, Nadine, we're going to thank you again. Thank you one very, more time. very much. It was it was a fantastic talk with you, and please keep doing what you're doing because we need Agreed. more people like Agreed. you. We really do. <laughs> Agreed. Thank you. Thank you. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. You too. You too. <laughs> Bye. Bye. What an awesome person. Wow, she's so sweet and so humble and so down to earth. It was such an easy conversation. This It was. It, it so was. It literally felt like she was here with us yeah, right yeah. now, uh, even though she was over the phone. Yeah, it was an interview. It was a conversation. It was a conversation. You know what? Three Script cinema lovers. screen yeah. lives up to what it proclaims yeah. to be a non-toxic, yeah. <laughs> critical look at cinema. Conversations are going. This is what Script to Screen is about. And it makes me so yeah. happy that we were able to share this with Nadine. Yeah. Really, it really does. Definitely really does. one of the highlights of... Uh, what we've been doing this so far. This new evolution. Yeah. You were going to say season, weren't you? I thought about it, You were but so I didn't, close but to I saying didn't. season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I am so on a high after this conversation. Yeah, that was... I'm just like, I cannot believe we've had an A-list filmmaker yeah. on script to screen. I, I feel like I want to go... May there be many more. <laughs> I want to go make a movie. <laughs> really? Yeah. Let's do it. Come yeah, on. Come the on. show's over. Let's yeah. We're out. We're Action. Out. Lights. The camera. <laughs> We're out of here. Um, well, I mean, we do put on a performance every Saturday, try, Friday yeah. and Saturday on this show. I think that's why we are um, uh, getting more and more popular, as, yeah. you, as you will, with listeners from Sweden and Germany. And Brazil. And Brazil. They're up to two now. Yeah. Yes. The UK, <laughs> the US of A. Uh, you know, we don't know you, but thank you yeah. for Gracias. listening to Merci. us. Uh, we don't have anyone from that end of the maybe, spectrum. Maybe. But someday, someday. Um, so we, we really do want to thank you guys uh, whoever has been listening to us on Spotify, on podcast, uh, Apple Podcasts, on Anrami, um, Overcast, Player FM, Podchaser. I mean, the list can go on. Yeah. Uh, you know, thank you. Really, thank you so much. Um, you guys are the reason why we do the show. And those of you who tune in live, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> those of you that tune in live, we love you as thank well. You we so love you much. the mostest. Yeah. yeah. Um, you are the reason why we do the show. You are the reason why we love doing the show where we're here uh, every Friday. Friday and Saturday um, in the middle of the day, talking movies, talking TV shows, talking musical scores. 
doing what we love to do and sharing it with all of you guys. So yeah. um, I just wanted to take that quick moment to, to throw out that big, massive thank you. Um, I second that yeah. big time. I mean, I'm not going to like add a lot to, to that, but we would not be here if it wasn't for everyone out there. Yep, yep, so thank yep. you. We are working on, on script-to-screen merchandise very soon. Yep. Uh, so any of you who are, are massive fans, uh, um, you know, you can always, uh, we'll tell you how to get a hold of those as well, from mugs to stickers to T-shirts. Um, you know, the list can go on. There's a lot of stuff that you can buy yeah. with, with our logo on it. Um, pillows, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, no, there are actual pillows yeah, yeah. with, with script-to-screen. It's, it's really fun, actually. Mm. Baby onesies. <laughs> <laughs> like a script to screen baby. Um, who not? knows? Why not? So uh, let's let's uh, basically uh, get to our recommendations real quick. Don't you uh, want box oh, office? our box office. Quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our box office quickly. Like very quickly. We won't have time to like really dig into uh, yep, that. Yep, yep, but yep. at number five this week, you have uh, the Egyptian film Al Badla. Which uh-huh. is which accumulated three thousand two hundred fifty three entries and has a total of thirty six, well, almost thirty seven thousand entries. Awesome! Knock out the rest, Hod. Okay, I'm gonna go for number four. Very weak kind of beginning for the Predator. The oh, Predator yeah. just had four thousand six hundred eleven entries in, in its first week. Surprisingly, a simple favor did uh, much better. Yeah, I mean, I've been seeing a lot of people on social media actually yeah. went and and saw the film, and so. they're saying good things about it. So, okay, so. That's the one with Anna Kendricks and Blake Lively. Yep. And it's at 5,388 uh, entries for mm-hmm. its uh, first week. Mm-hmm. In first place, you have Alpha. Still. Yep. Alpha well still, done. Alpha st- I actually started from the fourth one. Yeah. So four, three, two, one. I skipped the fifth one. Oh, okay. So yeah, but the first one is Alpha. Okay. And it has accumulated 5,296 uh, entries this week and uh, has a total of 17,593. Well, um, Alpha uh, seems to have been a serious uh, contender yep, uh, yep. this uh, this this box office week. Yeah, and it's only um, been out for two weeks. Let's see what this next week uh, yeah. uh, brings us with yeah. Kafarnaum being out there. So, I, I, uh, People, I want to see it number one next yes, week. Yes, we need to make this film a number one box office in its own ho- uh, home country. Yeah, for a while, uh, for not one week. Yeah, I mean, if the insult could, have, could last... I think it lasted for four or five weeks in the number one uh, spot, and yep. then it started going down. If the insult can do it, so can Kafarnaum. So yep. everybody go and watch it. We want to make sure that Nadine Labake's film uh, succeeds in this country, not just uh, uh, internationally. Absolutely. Thank you for uh, for uh, carrying that segment. I, I, I tried. I tried. It completely. You know, I'm still taken by, by the Nadine. by the interview. Yeah. I'm just. I'm not focused. It's fine. It's fine. I'm just not. So what's your your recommendation? Okay, so my recommendation this week, uh, although both you and I both, you know, we clearly recommend go watch Kafarnaum. Yeah. Um, my recommendation this week uh, comes from I, I watched this film last night. Uh, I was at uh, our our. Um, Friend in common, Yumna Naufal's uh, place. Yep. Um, we had uh, 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 an, uh, kind of an improvised uh, um, uh, movie night. Mm-hmm. And uh, we ended up watching uh, Snowpiercer yep. with Chris Evans and Tilda Swinton and Ed Harris uh, and John Hurt from 2015. Um, wow. What a movie. Yep. I was floored by the production value. I mean, the whole movie happens 
on a train. So talk about confined space. Talk about not a lot of, you know, uh, uh, you know, extreme long shots and all that stuff. Some of the action sequences were insane. The mise-en-scene, um, you know, the storyline, the narrative was so dark and so twisted. Um, it's so good. It's also been rumored to there's they're currently in pre-production, I think, for the TV series, which yeah. is supposed to be a prequel TV series for the movie. Uh, I'm a big fan. Uh, for me, the one who stole the show, though, Tilda Swinton, by far. Her mm-hmm. performance, amazing. Yeah. Nice, you nice. I'm gonna stay local, and I'm. Okay. I, I want to promote, uh, like, recommend. I mean, a Lebanese film, and I'm going to an older one, which is uh, West Beirut, nice. which is from 1998 by Ziad Dwayde. Yes, yes. And it's a really, really good movie about this kid who just wants to t- shoot movies uh, with a Super 8 camera, and it happens to take place during the war and. Mm-hmm talks about East and West Beirut because it was divided that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it manages to be very funny uh, despite having a very war and, and dark yeah, topic. Yeah. Uh, it's very well made. Uh, Beautifully I think, made. I think it's Beautifully one of the made. first big Lebanese movies yes, that w- went out there and people started to talk about. I would agree. So, so Ziad, I guess, kicked that that off. And then we're very lucky to have people like Nadine today. Of course. Uh, but do watch it. It is a very nice movie. It is very well made. It's fun, but it's also it makes you think. It makes yes. you ask a yes. lot of questions. And if people have questions about what happened during the Lebanese war, how did it kick off and start? Uh, you will have yeah, certain, that's a certain nice, answers. That's a nice uh, uh, kind of perspective on yeah. the war, definitely. Um, you know, it also makes me want to have Mr. Dwayne himself on our show maybe, eventually maybe. one day. Um, I want to thank you guys again for tuning in every week. Uh, you know, hopefully you're enjoying uh, our twice a week kind of uh, uh, show schedule yep. uh, with Fridays and Saturdays. If you want to follow me on social media, you can do so at Alan Mahana. And if you want to follow Had, you can do so at Had.solo. Of course. Uh, on our social media, you'll be able to access our our giveaways, ticket giveaways, uh, merchandise giveaways, our reviews. Mm-hmm. Hod does a beautiful review in 60 seconds. I, I, it's a talent for you Thank to do you. this Thank in 60 you. seconds. That's hard. I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, my reviews are getting longer and longer the more I write. Yeah. You know, the, the Kafar Naum uh, uh, review is like almost 900 words. <laughs> you summed it up in 60 seconds. I don't know how you do it. It's great. Thank I you. love it. Um, uh, you can, If you want to listen to us, you can do so uh, on... Spotify and Rami, uh, Apple iTunes, you can, we're on YouTube. Yeah, it's so just script to if screen. You, if and, you want to listen yeah. to us, you do so on Apple Podcasts and Rami, yeah. as had said, Spotify, Podbean, uh, Podchaser. But we also have videotaped versions of our episodes on the U of Tube, yep. um, where you can actually see the entire interview and uh, see how animated we are. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you guys for joining us today. Make sure you join us next Friday for a brand new episode of Script to Screen Spotlight and next Saturday for another brand new Script to Screen. New- we have a special oh, episode that's next right. Saturday. Next Saturday is a special. We don't have a news hour next Saturday because Hot is traveling to, yeah, to Germany. To Germany. So, uh, but we do have an awesome episode planned yeah. for you guys. It's it's our first script to score episode, and we'll be tackling the amazing, fantastical, legendary, galactical music of Star, Star Wars, Wars. Uh, composed <laughs> by the fantastic John Williams. So make sure you tune in next week. It's a very different 
format yeah. next week but it'll be fun i we hope you guys enjoy it very musical very very musical indeed so thank you guys for joining us again see you uh, for a, a news hour see you in, in two weeks for yeah. the news hour yeah. see you in two friday weeks. Friday in. yeah so <laughs> cue the credits we are out of here have a great weekend